Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror. A Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hello. <laughs> How's it going, dude? Uh, I am spent, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm tired. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still in San Francisco, and I'm tired, but only because it's 9 a.m. for me and and other stuff. Meanwhile, I woke up, and I was like, oh, I'm just luxuriating in bed. What a dream. Must be nice. I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I uh, I just got to say, like, right at the top here, I feel semi-guilty for because we've been doing, like, a few shorts recently. Uh-huh. But look, we are busy, busy bees. Busy We're bees. still making it work. And short films also deserve attention, you know? And are very important and are often the first steps to a lot of directors' uh, uh, future work and stuff like that. And they should be acknowledged. And a lot of them are really great. Like, for example, this one is pretty solid. Absolutely. I agree. Honestly, I don't think any of the shorts we've done, we've been like, oh, what a load of shit. No, I think we've liked every single one. I think so, too. So this week I picked... The Maiden, which Uh is, it's a film from the United States of America. It came out in 2016. It is written by Michael Chavez and Jacob Fleischer and directed by Michael Chavez. Now, another thing that I think we should discuss again Hmm. here at the top is that the only connection to Latino America that I could find with Michael Chavez to Latino America. I'm trying to like find his roots. Couldn't find a damn thing. Me too. I'll be honest that I, I when I watched the movie and I was doing uh, my research, I was like, I'm going to have to ask Johnny what the connection here yeah. is because I am having a hard time finding one. Uh, same. I, dug and dug and dug and dug i was looking all over the place to be fair i'm not a very good internet sleuth but the only connection to latinx stuff that i have here is the last name honestamente okay yeah so i just thought i should share that off the top and also just that brings up an interesting thing like if people come up to me and they're like well What's your connection? And I'm like, well, I'm not I don't have to explain that to you. You know, like, sure. I'm not, you know, and there's nothing you can say about it. It's just my truth. OK. Yeah. You know, so it's not for me to question this person's. I mean, look at literally you and me, Atkinson and Clark. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, this last name, Chavez, I'm like, OK, must be Latino. I believe he is from Los Angeles. Lots of Latinos in Los Angeles, you know, or Latinx people in Los Angeles. So but that's all I know. That is all I know. The other thing is that he I believe from this short from The Maiden, he was selected to direct The Curse of La Llorona, which uh-huh. is another movie that we should probably um cover at some point i think we like to space out all the yorona movies because yeah mira 
This is this is the plight of having a Latinx horror film sure. uh, podcast. Is that most of our horror options are La Llorona based? <laughs> well, which which is interesting. Or, uh, not most, a lot of them. A lot, are. and I think you know we actually haven't really kind of we, you know we've done La Llorona done Guatemala, two. and then we did Honduras, uh-huh. uh, and so and there's so much more. We still haven't done La Llorona Mexico, which no. is I'm shocked at. Like the classic. Yeah. yeah, see? Exactly. So like stuff like that, we still haven't gone there. And then this movie, which I haven't seen it, uh, or uh, I'm talking about La, the curse of La, La, La Llorona. I have uh-huh. not seen it. Me neither. I assume, you know, with a last name like Chavez, the guy was hired because he is Latino. And also it's a cast of mostly Latino people or Latinx yeah. people in the Curse of La Llorona. Except for like Linda Cardellini, yeah. isn't she in it? <laughs> Who is the lead? We'll get into all that when we actually talk about the movie. But I looked up like I, I looked up interviews de todo to be like, just tell me nada, like who no are nada. your parents, sir? Which makes yeah. me feel like an asshole. Like that I'm like, I totally. need to know. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a dick, but I just wanted to know more. But in that same vein, you know, my Spanish is not very good. It's it's good enough. You know, I can carry mm-hmm. a conversation, pero me da vergüenza. Like, I need mm-hmm. a lot of practice. Just, just to kind of explain what I heard about Michael Chavez, it was very much like in his interviews, he's like, oh, La Llorona, la, that kind of stuff. Got it. And I'm not judging. I just think it's important to share. Mira. Your ability to speak your mother or father tongue doesn't make you any less Latinx in any way possible. 100%. And just because this man says La, La, La Llorona instead of La Llorona, it doesn't mean he's not Latino. And But I still am just assuming that this dude is Latino because of the last name. All of that 10-minute conversation to say... That's why I picked this fucking movie. Okay. Great. So let's get a synopsis from you. Before we do, how about we hear a titulo de terror from you? Okay. The movie I, well, I forgot. So I lean picked the movie today. Let's just, facts are facts. <laughs> the movie I picked today is The Conjuring. And in Spanish, it is called El Conjuro. Ooh. Cool word. That's good. Conjuro. El conjuro. And in Brazil, invocação do mal. Ooh. Invocation of evil. Invocação do mal. And along those lines, speaking of uh, invoking evil, why don't you subscribe, rate, and review? <laughs> review? <laughs> Uy, que horror. Yes, invoke us, please. <laughs> please do. Five stars. And on that note, I'll give you a synopsis uh, for the film The Maiden, which I found uh, on Vimeo, on Michael Chavez's Vimeo, actually, where this film can be found. A dark tale of a real estate agent who will stop at nothing to close the sale on a demonic mansion. All right. Are we ready? Ready. Maiden voyage. Okay. Wow. Nope. No, no. Okay. Here we go, everybody. The maiden. Here we go. We hear heavy breathing, and then we see a little girl running through the halls of a big, dark house. And it kind of seems that we are like the POV at certain times of what is chasing her. 
already stressed out like oh it starts God. off and we're already in it and it's like chaotic camera running after this child mm-hmm. and you're just like oh, oh what's happening why are we chasing a child and i also liked right off the top the camera work here it was chaotic mm-hmm. but some shots really like lovely and smooth like flowing through this house really really well shot so this little girl turns a corner And bam, the silhouette of a woman who I called the maiden. I called La Señora. (laughs) La Señora. She appears. She is menacing and cold. The little girl stops dead in her tracks and slowly backs up. And then, bam, she's running again. She makes it to the open front door of this big-ass old house. She's out the front door and onto the road in front of the house. She stops to catch her breath. And we see here that she is wearing a necklace or like a locket with a big black oval charm on this locket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, to me, at least, she looks like she's dressed in like, I'd say she's like in the 50s here. Well, this is some old timey clothes because when we see the maiden slash la señora, we don't see like she is backlit. So... It's only a shadow that we really see of her. And what we see is like, you can see a high neck, like maybe frilly collar. Yeah, un vestido largo, like a dress that goes down to the floor. Big shoulders. Yeah, like colonially looking, but maybe like old timey. For me, it was like Victorian. Yeah, but again, listen, we've said it a thousand times. We don't know eras and what clothing matches. But yes, Victorian seems good because the little girl is also wearing like a, a frilly dress type vibe where it's like petticoaty, whatever. This is 50s-ish. So this is back in the day, this, yeah. this chase sequence. So this little girl, she's outside the house. She's, you know, catching her breath. She's all freaked out. And then all of a sudden whoosh she's pulled into the air and she flies fast like straight back into the house through the air thin air the air just fucking pulled a pulled straight back into the house great shot and great effect by the way very cool we see a flash of the maiden the door slams we get our title card the maiden awesome little intro here very very cool really really well shot for sure So we see a real estate agent, Lucy. She pulls up to the same big old house. But now we are in, you know, present day. She's driving like her BMW. You know, this is the present day. So outside the house, we see a sign, a for sale sign. And it says, for sale, Lucy Wells is the real estate agent. Call this lady. (laughs) By this mansion. This house has like, it's a mansion. There's pillars in the front. It's crazy big. But it needs work. Work. Esta en shambles. Exactly. It's going to need a lot of paint. And if not only paint, like you're going to have to like tear Mm. some shit down and like put it back up again. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to need a contractor to come in and tell you. I would pay $250,000 for this if I lived here with my husband, please. And then sell it for $2 million. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So. Lucy parks in front of this house and she unloads a bucket and some cleaning supplies and her camera and tripod. So she sets up the camera in front of the house and she starts to snap a few pics for a prospective 
buyers online. She's going to post this online. Get it on Zillow. <laughs> exactly. Redfin. So <laughs> once she's inside the house, she gets to work. She's scrubbing the floors literally on her hands and knees, just like scrubbing this floor. Mira, listen. Uh-huh. What I learned from Annette Benning in uh fucking American ¿Cómo es que se llama? American Beauty. American Beauty. Uh-huh. Es que te tenés que quitar toda la ropa Dude. y ponerte tus gloves. Esta brother está in her shirt and skirt and heels. I'm like, "Ma'am, change out of it so that <laughs> yeah. you don't get bleach on your fucking business skirt." You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Bake some cookies so that it smells bomb in there. And then it can allure people into your big ass haunted house. I mean, if anything, what I learned is just like the shit that real estate agents have to do. Oh, my God. And like all that work to just like maybe somebody will buy this place. Maybe. Maybe. And like you have to spin shit so hard. Like when they're like cozy actually means a thimble of a room like kind of thing. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like you mean this small ass room? This has so much character. Like get the fuck (laughs) out of here, bro. (laughs) But like you almost believe it. You're like, sure. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. The history in here. And I'm like, yeah, but does that history include murder who died in here (laughs) all right so this woman she's on her hands and knees she is scrubbing but also ma'am let me give you a tip magic eraser don't (gasps) just be spraying magic Magic eraser is genuinely magic can i tell a very quick little story please my cousin fief is um a sweet lovely good man but also in his youth and new father and my new father, yes, mm-hmm. uh, is a, the reason why I'm in San Francisco right now meeting his baby. And uh, in his youth, he was a little bit of a hooligan, a, a wee bit of a rascal and would run around tagging up the city of San Francisco. And one time he got caught while on this on the bus. He like the cops caught him climbing into this bus to like make an escape. But they got to the bus in time, got in and they're like, all right, kid, come with us. Shit. So they're like, okay, you can go to fucking juvie or whatever, or you can clean up the tag that you fucking did in the bus station or whatever. I wonder what I'll pick. What the fuck? (laughs) I know. And Fief was like, all right, cool. He goes into the nearest Walgreens and he's like, listen, Mr. Clean Magic Eraser hasn't failed me yet. Got himself a magic clean or whatever, a magic eraser. Mm -hmm. Boop, 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 boop. He cleans his fucking tag off. Goodbye. Set free. Bye-bye. I'm good. Have a good day, offices. This episode sponsored by (laughs) Magic Eraser. I fucking wish, bro. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Give us money, Mr. Clean. I'm telling you, that shit works. Works, dude. I got to say, too, I I appreciated uh, seeing a little bottle of Windex during this cleaning situation. Yeah, very nice. And I was like, okay, some Windex, I get it. A mí, no, yo dije, ¿a dónde está el fabuloso? Fabuloso. Okay, so um, she's cleaning, she's cleaning, she's cleaning. She finds a cupboard. And she's cleaning the cupboard. And what does she find? The locket with that black charm on it. And this fool <laughs> puts the locket on. I don't think we've discussed this yet on the pod, but uh-huh. never trust jewelry. You cannot trust jewelry. No. It is either haunted 
cursed. Hello. Uh, filled with ghosts. Filled. Demons. Anything. Do not put jewelry on that you find in your random empty ass place. If it was left behind, it's probably because it's bad news. Honestly, don't even fucking touch it. Just no. don't touch it. And this lady around her neck. I, immediately. <laughs> oh, this shirt. Gorgeous. Thing? I love a dusty, crusty <laughs> fucking necklace. Let me pop it on my neck. Dude. So she's wearing her new jewelry. <laughs> She takes her camera upstairs and she starts taking pictures of the various rooms. And then she heads down into the basement where she has to use flash to take pictures mm -hmm. since it's so fucking dark. And we all know what happens when flash is involved in film. You know what's so, so weird about this is like, I wasn't expecting it. And when I tell me you, neither. this startled me and I felt chills okay so let's tell you what what let, let me tell you what happens <laughs> so she goes into the basement she's taking pictures there's no light on it's dark as fuck down here and as she that's is it. taking pictures of course in this pit of hell the flash of the camera reveals a woman la senora standing behind her kind of like off to the side and i how many horror movies have we seen how many almost a hundred and I still, dude, I was like, God damn, that got me. Me too. It absolutely got me. And she looks horrifying. Yeah. You see her for 0.5 seconds, but she's horrifying. And she is really close to Lucy and her face is very white. And yes. so when yes. the flash appears and however they lit this, which was very smart. Mm hmm. They made sure that everything behind her stayed really dark. So yes. all you really focused on for that 0. 0.0001 millisecond we're mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. is that white, horrible, scary face. Terrifying. It gave me Candyman vibes from okay. when Helen is in that apartment and she's taking pictures. You don't see that. But then later on when Helen is at her apartment and she like turns up the brightness on one picture uh -huh. and there's the candy man standing behind her in the reflection Ooh. in the oh my god <laughs> i think maybe that's why that scared me so fucking much just full creeps for me it reminded me of la casa mula when she was in that in the house in that room taking flash pictures yes. and then that fucking god comes in <laughs> dude horrible oh my god that again that was the birth of uh pocket of terror no 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 yeah pocket no. That was that was no. voguing in fear. So many episodes, yeah, yeah. everybody. So many episodes. <laughs> all right. So back upstairs, she begins to upload all the pictures to her laptop. And as she is looking through the pictures, she sees in one of these pictures the mm -hmm. figure of a woman standing in the uh, the open front doorway. And she's just like, well, let's just get rid of that. So she begins to... <laughs> use my photoshop skills to erase this terrifying fucking shadow that is the moment i think here i would have been like okay no i'm gone i'm good i'm leaving this house now absolutely but she's like no 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 we'll just uh just begin this just erase this thing uh from my computer but then all of a sudden the laptop starts to glitch and it shuts down 
And then she seems to see something behind her reflected in the laptop screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. she slowly pushes the screen back and in the reflection standing behind her is La Senora. Oy, 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 oy. Here you do get more of like a a better visual of like the puffy sleeves. It's blurry, but yeah, you're like, you yeah. kind of see more what she looks like. So Lucy, of course, is like, what the fuck? She turns around. She's scared. Pero nada. No, senora. She turns back around and bam, this horrible fucking maiden woman is right in her face. She's pale skinned. She's dark eyed. She's like snarling at Lucy. So I knew this was going to happen because it's the classic. I see something. I'm going to turn nothing behind me. I'm going to turn back forward and there it is. And so you're like, yes, we've seen Ready it for a it. gajillion times. Pero esta señora was fucking horrible. Like, primero, she was very up close to her face. And I was like, oh, and her pale everything like her jaw seemed particularly wide and open because she was like, Snarling, snarling yeah. like you said, and shark eyes and everything. And I was like, oh, you, 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 no, esta mujer, I wrote, I was expecting something awful right there, pero esta mierda fue horrible. Like it was. Because it was more like kind of subtle, I'll say. Yeah. Like it, yeah. it gave me the chills because same as you, same as the flash moment from before, before, before I was like, before. I'm ready for this, but it's still. <laughs> It gave me chills. It fucking, it scared the shit out of me. Yes, for sure. So, of course, Lucy screams. She's freaking out. She falls to the floor and La Senora vanishes. Mm. And then Lucy hears creaking upstairs. So she grabs a nearby hammer and she begins Girl! to go upstairs like an insane person. First of all, what will the hammer do? What's a do? hammer going to do with a ghost, ma'am? And why are we going upstairs? What are we doing? Why are you not leaving this haunted house? Leave the premises. You literally had a demon woman looking you in the face, snarling, and you still want to go double check? Five seconds ago, she was in your face. No, way. no, no way. she's up the stairs. She's she's going up the stairs. Before making it all the way up, though, she hears more creaking. And at this point, she's like, nope, no, 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 no. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So she yeah. begins to go back downstairs when she sees something. The sound design in this part, right as she turns around to come back downstairs and she sees something, there is like a swell of noise and music that was really well done. And I was like, mm. oh, this yes. feels extra creepy right yeah. now. I was great, like, oh, great sound design through, yeah. throughout this film, this short film. So at the bottom of the stairs, like on the landing, she sees a big pentacle. I had to look this up because remember when you talked about this a few I'm not a few, like quite a few episodes ago. Pentagram versus pentacles. Pentagram is just the the, the star. Pentacle has the circle around it. Because I was like, uh -huh. which one is it? Listen to a past episode of Uike Road <laughs> to find out. I'm pretty sure it was Paranormal Activity Marked Ones is where we talked about it. That might have been the one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this, unless I'm incorrect, I'm pretty sure this is a pentacle. It's a big pentacle on the floor. 
and along the, the circle of the pentacle are lit black candles, and inside the star in the center is a black suitcase, and it's covered in lit candles, and then we see a, what I'm going to say is like a ram's skull, yeah. and it's sitting atop a big black book which you know is just filled with demons and curses witchcraft. and witches and devils like don't yeah. <laughs> fuck with this book don't guys jewelry books books uh any of those things suitcases apparently suitcases Suitcase? haunted please Cursed. Don't, do not open y de repente her cell phone rings she picks it up. Oh, Marshall, hello, hello. She is cool as a cucumber. She's like, ah, oh, Marshall, the previous buyer fell through, so come by at 2 p.m. Cool, bye. She hangs up. And at this point, I was like, the fact that this woman has not left this house, like, screaming and crying and tearing her hair out is beyond me. But again, what it gave me was, like, the shit that real estate, like realtors, the, the things they have to do. Can you imagine the things they've had to see, see? or like be in the presence of? I can Ugh. only imagine entrar en una casa and just be like, uy, aquí no me gusta. Like yeah. I got a fucking funny feeling. Well, I mean, if I was doing this shit, I'd be like, okay, open the windows. Let's light a yeah. candle. Say some nice good thoughts. Because if I have to be in here by myself and clean this yeah. place up. Oh, he no. Absolutely Just be like, not. hello. Buenos dias. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you and whatever ghostly things you're doing. Right. Pero tengo que vender tu casa. So, sure. like, just give me a moment. I'll be out of your hair in a second. <laughs> just... Be nice. Thank you. I'm going to wash your windows and scrub down the countertops. It's going to look so nice for you, little ghosty. No disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> but this woman, Esta she begins to dump all this stuff in the pentacle into the garbage. Do not touch it, ma'am. Madam. Oh, she's got mm. her hands all over it. All, all over this in shit. It. In the garbage. She pulls up, pulls out a little, like, you know, little vacuum. What do you, the fuck you call that thing? Like a mini, mini a vac? Hand, a handheld hand vac. vacuum. <laughs> sure. And she starts to actually, like, mini vac dust up buster. the... Dust buster. A dust buster, that's it. <laughs> she's got a little dust buster, and she's, she's dust busting the actual... <laughs> pentacle which seems to be like made of ash again yeah, she's or like, some sort of yeah. burnt something. burnt corpses yeah. and she begins to scrub the floors clean and as she's scrubbing the floors la señora off in the distance she appears again in a pocket of terror Esta and this vieja. time lucy looks up at her but then she's gone and Lucy seems to take this as a challenge. She's like, I mean, like fucking Annette Benning. She's like, I will sell this house today. Yeah. Fucking American beauty. She's like, I don't care that there is an old the haunted bitch in this are house. Here. No. I will sell this house today. So she continues to scrub, 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 scrub a dub, and she hears a plop. From the bucket right nearby. Yo dije, va a mirar en el bucket. 
Uh-huh. And it's going to be filled with blood. That's what Ooh. I thought. Oh, I didn't think that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That would have been, been super cool. So slowly, she peers into this gross bucket water and then, bam, dead white hands reach out from the bucket Ooh. water. They grab Lucy. The front door slams shut behind her. We start to hear, like, ghostly whispering. And then these hands pull Lucy's head into the bucket water, straight up just trying to drown her. Jesus fucking Christ. Finally, Lucy is able to pull her head out, but then of these cold, white, dead ass hands reaches up. It grabs the locket around Lucy's neck and it yanks it off of her. See, Lucy girl? falls back. That's all she wanted. Don't touch the fucking locket. Don't touch my jewelry. That's mine. So Lucy <laughs> falls back. She's soaked. She's terrified. And then she just gets back to work. Just... Back to work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lucy. All Lucy. Right. So it's a little while later. And finally, Marshall, that guy from the phone call, the prospective buyer, he has arrived. He's checking mm-hmm. out the basement and commenting about the fact that the basement smells like something died down there. And I was like, that's probably because something did. There are probably several dead things down there. Just dead bodies down there. And Lucy, still wet, like with the hair all wet, she begins to try to talk to Marshall into buying the place, even though he seems kind of resistant, hesitant. He's not, he doesn't seem into it. Right. So they step out onto the road in front of the house. And after a little bit of back and forth, finally, Lucy's like, OK, you know what? You're right. This house will be demanding of anyone who chooses to buy it. So whatever. Don't want to buy it. Fuck it. And she's like, oh, by the way, the first resident was an architect named John Beckett, who built it for his wife and called it The Maiden because it was untouched. Title of our short film. Yes. Finally, Marshall gives in. And after a bit of haggling, they agree on a price sold. Lucy succeeded. She sold the fucking house. You did it, girl. You did it. I mean, you worked hard. (laughs) Listen, you almost drowned. Yep. Yep. You had to battle a fucking demon woman. Demon woman. You you did did good. (laughs) So Lucy is all to Marshall. She's like, are you going to tear the place down when all of a sudden, daddy, Marshall's young daughter comes running around a corner from the back of the house. She's all Mm -hmm. excited about their new home. And immediately you see on Lucy's face, she's like, (laughs) <laughs> oh shit okay so marshall tells his daughter why don't you go upstairs pick out your new room and mm-hmm. as the daughter heads onto the landing of the house she finds the locket which of Girl, course this kid's gonna die oh my god she picks up the locket and lucy's like uh, marshall didn't i didn't know you had a daughter and marshall's all like oh yeah she's a sweetie this place is gonna be great for us And then as Lucy and Marshall watch, the maiden, La Senora, appears at the open front door. She grabs the daughter from behind and yanks her back into the house. Same style as that girl from the top, just flying back into the house. But she covers the little girl's face with Mm -hmm. her fucking horrible hand. So we Mm -hmm. get this shot of this woman in her colonial garb or whatever and this like white face because it's daylight out and it isn't pocket of terror inside the house Mm -hmm. we get the full look of the maiden now and then just a little child right at her waist length and just like hand over face 
yank into the mm-hmm. house and you're just like, oh, oh. dude. Bye. <laughs> bye. So bye, girl. Sorry. Literally, bye, girl. Uh, bye, girl. <laughs> the door slams shut. Fin de la película. That's it. Adios. Sorry. <laughs> Great job. Also, I just want to say very quickly at the end after the credits, when it said special thanks, it goes special thanks to all of our moms. Oh, adorable. <laughs> special thanks nice. to all of our moms. Always. Yes. All right. Let's get into some trivia. Yeah. Okay. This is my trivia. Let's start with chatting about what we can about Michael Chavez, who is apparently a mystery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But on his Vimeo page, you can see all kinds of short films that he's made, but particularly he's just done a shit ton of commercial work. Mm. Um, stuff for Aflac, for Ford, for AT&T, for ESPN, for Xbox, which is a big deal. So that's pretty cool. On headhuntershorrorhouse.fandom.com, we have a teeny tiny bio of uh, Michael Chavez. And it says, Michael Chavez is a film and television director and screenwriter, teleplay writer. His first work in the horror genre was as a digital effects artist on the 2014 film short Massacre Lake. His first horror work as a director was a haunted house film short in 2016 called The Maiden, which we just talked about. He directed the 2019 horror film Curse of La Llorona, which is part of the Conjuring film series. Right. There you go. Kind Mm -hmm. of all connected now. In 2020, Chavez directed another installment of the franchise, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, which I watched and it was fine. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. And now this fun article from bloodydisgusting.com titled The Nun 2 New Line Praise for a Director and Gets Michael Chavez, which was published on April 27th, 2022 by Brad Miska. Says here, New Line Cinema has prayed for its next big horror director and has landed on Michael Chavez, who first directed The Curse of La Llorona for the studio. Now, here comes a fun bit of us finding these short films and discovering how they have been the pathway to these back then independent directors and how they were discovered basically by other directors. Mm -hmm. So it says here, Chavez, who was discovered by James Wan on and his atomic monster after bloody disgusting posted his short film, the maiden on the website. Cool. So that's why he went on to direct, uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. And now deeply ingrained in the Conjuring universe, Chavez is taking the reins on The Nun 2. While 2018's The Nun was helmed by Corin Hardy, Chavez had worked behind the scenes on additional photography, but now he'll take full control of The Nun. And Akila Cooper, who wrote Malignant, will be writing The Nun 2. Cool. Okay. So that's kind of dope. Let's talk a little bit about Penny Orloff, who played the maiden, La Senora. Uh, And I found an article which basically 
is her bio from the Hollywood Fringe. Penny Orloff was a working actor and dancer in Los Angeles when a Juilliard scholarship took her to New York. She sang more than 20 principal soprano roles for the New York City Opera, which is very impressive. And played featured roles on Broadway under such directors as Harold Prince. Whoa. God damn. And uh, Joseph Papp. Uh, Theater, concert, and opera engagements took her all over the U.S., Europe, and the former Soviet Union. Her solo show, Jewish Thighs on Broadway, (laughs) based on her best-selling novel of the same name, available on Amazon.com if you would like to read it. Listen, support Penny. To support Penny, guys, uh, Jewish Thighs on Broadway toured the U.S. for a decade, including a successful run off-Broadway in 2005. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, I have to read this last thing. Having outlived most of her early competition for film roles since 2011, she has enjoyed acting in a range of interesting shorts, indie and feature films. Apparently, silver white hair and a Botox free face are in short supply in L.A. Damn, Penny. Penny. Brutal. Penny coming for you next, Los Angeles. Suck (laughs) it. My God. So that's a little bit about Penny. Cool. And finally, I don't know how I landed upon this, but I found a website called IamNotAStalker.com. And the undertitle is, and this is a blog, and it's the undertitle is Your Definitive Source to Filming Locations and All Things Hollywood. Y es una señora, like, aquí la primera cosa que se ve, it's a picture of the house, of uh-huh. the Beckett house where this movie was shot. And this lady just standing in front of it in like a tank top and shorts with her bob haircut and just like, hey. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Beckett house says here, way back in February, oh, by the way, uh, it just says Lindsay is the name of this person that own that owns this blog. Okay. The Beckett House was originally built in 1905 for Dr. Wesley W. Beckett and his wife Iowa Archer. Dr. Hmm. Beckett was a member of the board of trustees at USC and the namesake of the school's Beckett Hall. The doctor lived on the premises until his death in 1936. You can see a photograph of the home around the time that it was originally constructed here, where then you can click on it and see. And Lindsay of this blog says, It is amazing to me that despite its severely dilapidated state, it still looks almost exactly the same today as it did over 100 years ago. In 1981, the property apparently suffered a destructive fire on its top floors. And while the then owners thankfully restored it, the mansion has since been left to deteriorate. Interesting, because they mentioned that fire in the short film. I just didn't say that, but they mentioned that. Huh. I wonder if uh, Michael Chavez just one day ran across this lady's blog and was like, that sounds like an interesting ghost story I can apply to it. Sure. Yeah. You know? Today, the home, which very much looks like a real-life haunted house, is vacant and is used primarily for filming. Uh, The Beckett House, which was designated a Los Angeles Historic Cultural Monument in 1973, boasts six rooms, four baths, a whopping 5,415 square feet. Damn. And a .54-acre plot of land. 
Good lord. <laughs> Buy this house, everybody. <laughs> Put your baby's bedroom right here. Um, I guess... The house also, besides being used for filming things, it's been used as uh, Halloween productions, like haunted house actually cool. productions, and Halloween themed theater productions like Delusion, The Blood Rite. The house was painted pink for running with scissors, mm-hmm. uh, just like the exterior, and it was also used as uh, the home of Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's 2007 Halloween reboot. Wow. Including like several areas of the abode appeared in the movie, including a bedroom, which stood in for the bedroom of Judith Myers. Mm-hmm. I remember. And my final piece of trivia is that our dear director, Michael Chavez, is famed for also directing Billie Eilish's music video, Bury a Friend, which is a very cool and creepy music video, if you've ever seen it. Oh, I'm sure I have. I wonder which one that is. I'll I'll tell you, because she's got, I think it's the one where she cries black tears. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's like creepy. It's She's in a hallway in a haunted house. And they're like grabbing at her face. Yeah. And they stick a bunch of needles in her and then ah. she cries black tears. Good Lord. It's really creepy looking and dope. It's basically, you know how the cover of the album is her sitting on the yeah. side of a bed like a creep. Mm-hmm. It's basically that in oh, a music nice. video. Oh, cool. I'll have to check yeah. it out again. And that's the end of my trivia. Fabulous. All right. Well, we had mostly very, very similar trivia. So this is my trivia for today. I'm just going to add a little quick thing about Penny Orloff. I believe from the same uh, bio here, but it says that Orloff, I think now in like her older years as an arts journalist, reviewing theater, symphony, dance, and chamber music locally <laughs> for a variety of print and online outlets. She is a regular contributor of stories to the Chicken Soup for the Soul franchise. Remember that shit? I sure do. I remember reading one of those books and just sobbing openly into the night. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) And she has worked as an art therapist at a drug and alcohol rehab facility since 2007. Wow, good for you, girl. That's a really honorable thing and lovely. Absolutely. And she ends her bio here by saying, oh, The Stories. Her second solo show, Songs and Stories from a Not-Quite-Kosher Life, changes from time to time to accommodate the ongoing adventure. Stay tuned. (laughs) Which is just adorable. Penny, you sassy lady. (laughs) Okay, so just to add a little bit about the Beckett Mansion, this is from (laughs) Top10RealEstateDeals.com. It says here... (laughs) From its grand Corinthian columns greeting you at the entrance to the remaining terraced formal gardens in the back, still containing several Roman statues, you know it was a home of enduring elegance. Yes, it needs work, but considering the architecture and millwork in the interior, one just can't scoff it off. <laughs> The home. Oh my god. Wow. Who wrote Lu- this? Did Lucy like write this? Lucy <laughs> no, wrote right. this. Lucy. Lucy, we see you. 
<laughs> the home has a huge ground level floor that opens to the outside with large arched windows and fireplace that would make a very large livable space when restored. And there is a massive walk-up attic, which sounds like a nightmare, that yeah. once finished would make yet another spectacular living space. So that's uh, a little bit about that. Does it say if it's for sale or no? I did see at one point that it was for sale for over $2 million. Holy fucking shit. But I can't remember where I found that. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Then I found this from Facebook. Oh. And it says here, so from a Facebook thing called Los Angeles relics just a little bit to add that i found interesting so by the 1940s west adams heights which i think is where this house is was yeah. morphing into sugar hill which was home to wealth wealthy african americans like ethel waters and hattie mcdaniel who lived across the street from this no house. way yeah which i thought was very interesting that is very cool so then I found this from moviemaps.com. So other films that were filmed here were True Romance. Remember the True <gasps> no Romance? No way. What part of True Romance does it say or show? Uh, no, I didn't look it up. <laughs> but it's been so long since I've seen that movie. But I was like, oh, True Romance. And also No Strings Attached. Remember that? I never saw this movie. Mila never Kunis saw and it. Justin Timberlake. I thought No Strings Attached was Natalie Portman and Alan and Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> maybe, maybe I do Wait, not know. We gotta, we gotta do, we gotta I figure mean, it out. Hold that's on. hilarious. Just like interchangeable, pretty twenty something. You're thinking No Strings Attached and Justin Timberlake because No Strings Attached was an NSYNC album, but No Strings Attached the film is. Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. I'm looking oh, at it right here. Got it. Um, it should have been Justin Timberlake with the title like that. What the fuck? Hello. Listen. Come on. And according to, I love this. According to FilmOblivion.com, the Beckett Mansion is right across the street from the house where the people under the stairs was filmed. <gasps> oh my god! Uh, cool. I fucking love that so much. I didn't love that film very much, I but I, I know it. that Johnny loves it so much yeah. and I wouldn't disrespect it to be the person that's like, <laughs> ew, gross. <laughs> that is just like a fun, like horror trivia fact there, you know, but you know, that's just a movie I watched since I was a kid and I just fucking love it. Okay. So this is from the ceshop.com. I was like, just give me a story of a realtor going to a house that they want to sell that's haunted. Oh my God, so I there love were, this. Yeah, there were a bunch. There were like, well, not a bunch. There were like three stories and I picked this one because I was because this one creeped me out the most. So here we go, everybody. Kevin Ooh. Efford of Boca Raton, Florida, Boca Raton, told the tale of an open house that he held one rainy Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so Kevin says, <laughs> So Kevin says, The home was Mediterranean style and about 20 years old with a private indoor elevator. Nope, absolutely oh, not. Oh boy. No, no. Also, Death. only 20 years old. That's crazy to me that like just yeah. a house that's 20 years old can already be 
haunted. Well, I guess maybe like put over burial ground or something. Quien sabe, whatever. Yeah. Because the weather was poor, only one tour was given. At the conclusion of the open house, I began shutting lights. Shutting lights? I began shutting off the lights and locking doors starting on the second floor. I decided not to take the stairs down and got into the elevator. You fucking You're an idiot. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I was alone, or so I thought. Mm-hmm. After entering the elevator, I closed the iron gate and hit the first floor button, waiting for the very slow descent down. As the elevator started moving down, the bottom of the door became visible and something caught my eye. It was a glimpse of someone wearing black shoes walking towards the master bedroom. No, 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 no. No, no. A chill ran down my spine because the owners were out of town and we only had one person show up to the open house who I had walked out. Once the elevator reached the first floor, I raced back upstairs and searched every nook and cranny, but no one was there. <laughs> and that is my trivia for today. I love it. How about I ask you some questions? Great. Jonathan, were you scared? Yes, I was scared. Were you? Me too. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. What was your best scare? I'll give it to that camera flash. That's got to take it. Loved the camera flash. What about you? For me, it was the turning to see to face her for the first time in that room and that horrible jaw and shark eyes. Yep. No, thanks. Oh, thank you. Uh, who was your favorite character? I guess I'll give it to Lucy, because uh, even though I was like, why are you why are you making these ridiculous choices? I also was just I found it almost hilarious that she was just like, I will sell this house today. Like it really taught me a lot about what realtors do. So, you know, good for you, Lucy. You fought <laughs> good for, for you that, for that sale. How about you? Uh, for me, it was the little girl in the beginning fucking running her ass off from the maiden because she looked legitimately afraid oh absolutely what was your best line this is so random but it's when lucy picks up the phone and she's like oh marshall no you couldn't have picked a better time and i was like really girl you couldn't have picked a better time you lit there's yeah. a pentacle on the floor with lit candles you just were face to face with the demon woman couldn't have picked a better time ridiculous what about exactly. you exactly i didn't have a line at oh, all sure yeah yeah I was I like, eh, no this line. was a stretch. Let's be clear. This is yeah, a stretch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what was your best death? I mean, even though we don't technically see her die, the girl at the top being yanked back into the house, flying through the air. That's I'm assuming she didn't make it. So that'll take it. What about yeah. what, what about you? I'm going to give it to the final little girl getting a fucking hand across the face. Nice, and like nice. our few, our full view of the maiden. Hey, mm -hmm. I'm going to assume that kid didn't make it either. Yep. That's it. <laughs> and uh, did you learn anything of the culture of this country? You know what? Uh, well, nothing about like our, our culture, I guess, like nothing about Latinx culture. But I did learn that it's called the Beckett Mansion. So I guess, yes, sure. I learned something. A little bit of a little bit of Hollywood culture, sure. if you will. There you go. There you go. I'll say me too then. There you go. Uh, and finally, how many ooze do you give this movie? I'm going to give this 
three ooeys. I would give it more. And I think the reason I'm knocking it is because, like, you know, I came in for, like, I wanted something with, like, a Latinx something. And that that's not the movie's fault. That's not what it said it was going to be. So it's foolish for me to knock it. But whatever, fuck it. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. So I'm going to give it a three. I thought it was great, really well filmed. It scared the shit out of me. So I'm going to give it three. How about you? I also gave it a three mostly because it gave me enough spooks for me to be spooked. Absolutely. So way to go, tiny short. You did it. <laughs> uh, and so did we. We made we it happen. It. Let's uh, bop on out of here because the Beckett house seems to have a ghost problem. I don't want to uh, get yanked. No, thanks. And leave all jewelry behind. Thank you so much. Don't fucking touch it. (laughs) And thank you for being here with us. We appreciate you so much for listening to our goofy tales and spooky stories. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. En cualquier plataforma. Follow our redes sociales at Wikiror on Instagram and Twitter. You can uh, find every movie we watch on our link tree, which is linktr.ee slash Wikiorror. They're all there for you. Just click and go and watch a fucking movie. You can listen. The binging you can do with that Ooh. list now. So much. Oh, my God. If you have any suggestions or want to talk to us about anything at all, make sure and email us at Wikiorror at gmail.com. Thank you to Sonoro for being the Beckett house that we have film all of our films in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. And uh, I guess, Johnny, if you were my real estate agent, I would buy quite literally a shitty piece of swamp. <laughs> I'll give you a great deal. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. I love you very much. I love you too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Uy, que horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, que horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adios. Adios. Sonoro. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.